Welcome to another episode of A Problem at 10, a Zambian constitutional podcast. And it's good to be back after a very, very long time. Uh, I do put the blame on myself. I've been lazy. Uh, I decided to watch too many series, but we're back again. And also, there was the aspect of coronavirus that had taken over and issues relating to Buten had to be deferred. So we're now back full force hopefully so today we'll be focusing on clause 9 of the constitution of zambia bill 10 now clause 9 relates to changing the current electoral system in zambia now before we move forward first of all it's important for us to understand what an electoral system is okay now all of you are going to be voting for your members of parliament. Now, when you vote for your members of parliament, there is a way in how we currently vote for our members of parliament. So in order for an individual to be elected as a member of parliament, that person must secure a simple majority, just a simple majority, of the votes that are cast in that particular election. Now, an electoral system, therefore, describes to how elections are conducted whereby the representatives themselves pick an individual to represent them in parliament. Now, the method that we use in our country to elect our representatives is what is known as first past the post. So, meaning the first person who crosses the line more like a race or more like a title race in football an individual or two clubs may have the same points but the goal difference would determine so first past the post now that is the current system we have and that is provided for in article 47 clause 2 which states and i quote elections to the national assembly shall be conducted under a first past the post electoral system in accordance with article 68 if you read article 68 it relates to article 47 to, to talk about the fact that members of parliament are to be elected as prescribed by article 47 2. so that is how we choose our leaders first past the post and that is how we've been choosing our leaders for the longest time that i can remember um i wasn't born today <laughs> I was born a few years back, but yes, we've always chosen our parliamentarians under a first-past-the-post principle. So that is our electoral system, how we elect our leaders, or how we, the citizens, speak our representatives to represent us in Parliament. Now, under Clause 9 of the Constitution of Zambia, Bill Number 10, there has been a suggestion that Article 47 in its current form is unfair, because it does not give full participation to certain groups of society. And therefore, the proposal is that Article 47.2 be deleted. And upon its deletion, what should be brought forward is that elections to the National Assembly shall be conducted under a mixed member system. Now, a mixed member system is also a type of electoral system that is used to pick leaders that will represent us 
Now with a mixed member system, what you must understand is that it's a two-fold system. On one hand, you have the first past the post system. So you'll be picking your members of parliament as it is. Representatives in each constituency will be picking them on one side. Then on the other side, you have the proportional representative system. Now with the proportional representative system, and allow me to quote from Zambian constitutional law, cases and material, author is Professor Alfred Chanda at paragraph 3.73 with the headline proportional representative system. Now he runs down in quick summary in bullet form what proportional representative system is. Allow me to quote from the book and it's co- and allow me to start. If that's the correct word, I, uh, I used to be a debater, so forgive me. Okay, so um, it states and I quote, A whole country is considered as one single constituency for the election, hence there is no need for the delimitation of ele- election borders. The winner is determined by a calculation of the total proportion of votes of each party relevant to the overall votes cast. So with the proportional representative system, we will tie what appears to be the votes that have been given to the political party. Yes. And it's not about the contest about the candidate. It's about the party. So for us to determine how much the party has won, we to be determined by calculating a total proportion of votes of each party relevant to the overall vote casts. So meaning the, the total votes that have been cast, okay, and proportionate to each of the political parties. So using a threshold for qualification of the parties to enter parliament. So in South Africa, it's 0.5. In Germany, it's 5% for you to enter parliament or for you to qualify. So that proportional representative system out of the whole votes that have been cast, how many do you get? Oh, we got 25. Oh, we got 10. We got this. We got this. Meaning you will qualify to enter parliament. Yeah, I'm just trying to give you a, a brief overview. He goes on, the professor goes on to say thus, if a political party obtains 60% of the national-wide vote, it is allocated 60% of the parliamentary seats. So if you get 10%, you will get 10 parliamentary seats. That's how it works. I'm not good at my mathematics, but I'm sure that's how it works. So with the proportional representative system, this is used in South Africa. So now, the mixed-member system means it's a hybrid of two different electoral systems put together with the proportional system and you also have the first past the post system so you have two different systems that are being put together now having explained that let us now look at how the professor has defined a mixed member system now this is how he defines the mixed member system at Paragraph 3.7.4, under the heading Mixed Member Proportionate System, MMP. This system combines the key elements of the first, past the post, and the proportionate representative system. 
It allows for some members of parliament to be elected through first-past-the-post system, like I told you, while others are elected through the closed party list system, which is the proportionate representative system, like I told you. So with the PR, you're not selecting the individuals, you're selecting the party. If you, you have UPND, you have PF, uh, you have FDD, so you'll be picking the party. And dependent upon how much each of them get, will calculate their proportion to the number of seats. If PF get 25 of the total national wide votes, they get 25 seats, something like that, if I, I stand to be corrected, okay? Now, he goes on to say, it is its advantage is that it tends to maximize the positive aspects of both proportionate representative system and first-past-the-post system. This is a broader representative representation, sorry, and accountability. However, MMP also carries the negative aspect of both proportionate representative and first-past-the-post representative. Mauritius, Seychelles, and Lesotho are the only countries in the SADC region which practice this system. Zambia may be the fourth country if recommendations of the Electoral Reform Technical Committee are implemented. So we've tried this before, but I think we have put it aside. And I do not know what the reasons were. All right. Now, one of the disadvantages of this uh, peer system or the proportionate representative system is as follows. The first disadvantage is that the PR system does not provide room for independent candidates. Because you're picking the political party, they choose the people who will be listed. And you now have this burden of feeling to say, look, I am picked by this party. So the decisions I make have to be in line with the party, not in line with the representatives. And that's a trend nowadays with most democracies. Go to America, go to Zambia. Republicans will follow Republican lines. If you come to Zambia, it's been a rubber stamp of parliament since 1964. The ruling party tells their parliamentarians how to vote. If they put a bill in, it passes without any... What? Uh, challenge. You have to accept it. Currently with Duten as well. And if you also look at previous constitutional amendments that have gone through the 1996 amendment i remember i think the same uh, the same uh, legal book by professor chanda does talk about to the fact that again parliament was a rubber stamp the 1996 constitutional process the constitution proposed was denied it failed clear cut rubber stamp parliament Okay, the second disadvantage is that there is no effective link between the voters and the MPs. Yeah, because you are choosing a political party. The political party is choosing the people, not the people choosing who they want. So in my view, it, it, it defeats the aspect of a democracy in some sense, because these people get to pick who they want. And I mean, if that's a real democracy, if democracy is ruled by the people, doesn't make sense. Third, MPs are accountable to the party, like I've said, rather than the voters. Fourth, a PR system has a tendency to produce weak or unstable governments as often no single party has an absolute majority in parliament. 
the balance is thus held by smaller parties yeah very true like in germany like in germany now you've seen the rise of um left-wing radical groups so a PR system is 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 is, is a bit dangerous in it in its sense or in a mixed member system it's a bit dangerous as well because at the end of the day you might even have rebel political parties with a different agenda dangerous agenda that can easily be left and not monitored they will grow and within time you will find all type of chaos in our parliament but that is it so when we get back we'll look at or we'll go into detail as to why article 47 was or is intended to be amended what i just wanted was individuals to have us um a very rich background when we start talking about oh mmp uh why it's not good so that people have an understanding not just me rambling around and you're like what 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 is mmp i hope you've understood what mmp is the mixed member um system what an electoral system is and why we want to change it so when we get back we'll go right into the stakeholder submission and also the recommendation by the select committee then after that well i will try to see whether they were right all right so for now let's go on a break and we'll be back Welcome back to a problem at 10, a Zambian constitutional podcast. We had gone on a short break. We don't have any sponsors. So I was about to say we had gone on a short break and we have sponsors. But hey, we are still educating the people. By the way, I still need sponsors, guys. I need to buy proper material, microphone and everything. Can't someone find me sponsors, guys? You know, so that we, we amp up the quality. Anyway, so we are now looking at the report that was submitted by the Parliamentary Select Committee appointed to scrutinize the Constitution of Zambia Amendment Bill Number 10. I thought it was imperative to understand that Article 47 was not created out of a vacuum, Article 47 was not created out of an illusion, but Article 47 was created as a result of submissions that were given by the people and also by the Siavonga Conference. So, with a mixture of all these, what did the Parliamentary Select Committee talk about Article 47? What was their stance on Article 47 in relation to the changing of our electoral system? Remember, I've already defined what an electoral system is. If you've skipped ahead and you've just found yourself on this part, it's just basically the mechanism that a country adopts when choosing national leaders. And as a result of choosing national leaders, it therefore gathers in or encompasses the procedures, rules, and regulations for the electorates to exercise their right to vote. So, allow me to begin with the submissions that were given by the stakeholders, which are summarized. So, the report, let me just uh, find the actual provision, which is clause 9. It's a bit long, so forgive me. I also think I encourage people to download the recommendations that were given by the select committee of the National Assembly because this is what the parliamentarians looked at. They scrutinized the constitution and they gave their recommendations. Their recommendations, and I'll continue repeating this, are not binding. 
they were just recommendations on what they think should be changed and the government has the power to either change that or keep it it's not automatic that they have to change it no that, that has never been the rule they are just recommendations that is something that you should also know based on my understanding someone else will give you an an understanding of something so okay under clause 9 of the parliamentary committee that scrutinized the constitution of zambia amendment bill number 10 this is what they stated and it's uh on page 15 uh i state and i quote it states and i quote clause 9 amendment of article 47 electoral system almost all the stakeholders supported clause 9 okay i'll repeat that almost all the stakeholders supported clause 9 meaning there are those that did not sub- support clause 9 okay yes which changed the electoral system for elections to the national assembly from first past the post electoral system to a mixed member electoral system they contended that a proportional representative has the positive effect of enabling marginalized groups such as women the youth with disabilities persons with disabilities and minority political parties to to be represented in the national assembly so and I'll repeat this again there's a reason why I'm doing this the reason why the MMP is favorable and like my most stakeholders is because it enables marginalized groups such as women the youth persons with disability and the minority political parties to be represented in parliament so currently our current electoral system does not fight or does not accommodate these people this is what the stakeholders were basically saying to say look the mmp system if brought in we will allow for these marginalized groups that's their argument okay it goes on to say some stakeholders however acknowledge that the mixed member electoral system was difficult to administer because it was a combination of the first past the post and the proportionate representative system in this regard the stakeholders recommended that rather than adopt the mixed member electoral system the constitution should use other means to ensure the inclusion of marginalized groups in the governance system They further recommended that due to the limited time before the next general election the first past the post should be used to avert possible elections and political conflicts. So others are worried about the the stakeholders were other stakeholders were worried about the implementation because it would be difficult. Okay? And also I think others have stated that rather than using the first past the post we should adopt another system that would ensure the inclusion of marginalized groups now not how the electoral system is being tossed around they are putting it on marginalized groups everyone is saying they are marginalized groups so there has to be an electoral system that allows for these marginalized groups to take part so from what they were submitting the stakeholders felt the current electoral system does not cater for marginalized groups we the youth people with disabilities women minority political parties find it difficult so that is why we need to change 
The summarized notes on the stakeholder submission goes on to state, other stakeholders were further concerned that the amendment regulated the electoral system for members of parliament from the constitution to an act of parliament. They noted that constitutional amendments required a two-third majority of all members of parliament to pass and were therefore more difficult to enact than acts to an ordinary act of parliament. To this end, they recommended that the electoral system should remain in the constitution in order to protect it from the one-turn amendments it was likely to be subjected to if left in an act of parliament. The stakeholders therefore recommended that a mixed member system for election to the National Assembly be adopted. Further, they recommended that the electoral system should be contained in the constitution and not in an act of parliament. That is what they said. The electoral system should be contained in a constitution and not an act of parliament. Now, let us look at the recommendation that was given by the select committee. Then after that, we'll go for a short break. Then I will get back and I will say something that hopefully will make sense because I'm a constitutional expert. <laughs> have a degree constitutional law. Just joking. Okay. So this is what the committee says at page 30 under the subtitle clause 9 amendment of article 47 electoral system the committee observes that almost all the stakeholders that appeared before it supported the amendment to change the electoral system to the national assembly from first past the post to a mixed member system the committee acknowledges that the mixed member system which combines the first past the post system with the proportional representative system which i've explained is ideal for enhancing is ideal for enhancing the participation of marginalized groups in the governance of the country. Note also they are saying the marginalized groups will be enhanced if we create the MMP as a way of electing members of parliament. So even the committee was saying MMP is good because right now marginalized groups such as women, persons with disabilities, minority parties, are not able to participate in government affairs. Okay? That is what this is saying. The committee therefore agrees with the stakeholders and the mixed member system should be adopted for elections to the National Assembly. The committee thus recommends that the mixed member system be adopted for elections to the National Assembly, but the system should be clearly defined in the Constitution. Let me repeat this again. The system should be clearly defined in the Constitution. So when we get back, I will look at whether or not this submission that was made by the stakeholders and the committee that was given the task of scrutinizing the Constitution of Zambia, Bill 10, is actually true or favorable in Zambia. Okay, for now, commercial break, even though we have no sponsors. So welcome back, welcome back. Now, I have a problem with, first of all, one, the submission by the stakeholders. I don't know if they, that were, that was all the submissions that were given by the stakeholders in the fact that marginalized groups 
are not represented when it comes to the current electoral system in our country and also when the people that were scrutinizing this particular constitution go on to say the marginalized groups will be given a fair advantage they'll be able to participate in the governance of the country so therefore we should adopt the mmp that is misconceived in my opinion and i'm allowed to express my freedom of opinion now i've said this and i'll say this again it is important before you make a submission of any kind you read through the whole constitution it is very shocking to say when the mmp system comes into power the principles did they say the principles okay let me quote what the select committee said the committee thus recommends that the mixed member system be adopted for elections to the national assembly and that the system should be clearly defined yes it should be clearly defined now you're talking about mmp and you're saying you want the system to be clearly defined in the constitution but if you look at the constitution if we start from what our current electoral system and process is the constitution is clear article 45.1 states and i quote the electoral system provided for in article 47 for the election of i'll skip the one for the president for members of parliament shall ensure that citizens are free to exercise their political right universal adult suffrage based on the is it the equality of a voter c is very important fair representation of various interest groups in society one d gender equity is it equity yes equity in the national assembly the electoral process and system of administrating elections shall ensure that elections are free and fair elections are free from violence and intimidation independence accountability efficiency and transparency a simple and practical practical system of voting and tabulating votes okay i think i wasn't supposed to quote this i thought it would have some gist but if we basically read article 45 It is telling us the electoral system in Zambia that the first past post the system is what will elect our members of parliament. Now, this electoral system should ensure two things: fair representation of various interest groups in society. I don't I'm not sure if the constitution does define what the term various interest groups in society, but it relates to people that have an interest Okay? Interest. Those that have an interest various interest groups in society. So a lot of groups in society. Who are they? Women. Who are they? Persons with disabilities. Who are they? Minority parties. Who else? Independents. Anyone. And what else? That they must be a gender equality, meaning men, women, fair representation in the national assembly. Now the most insulting thing here is for the select committee and the stakeholders to start telling us we need to change to an MMP because the marginalized groups are not being given space. 
to participate in governance. That's not true. And I think that's a misconception. In my belief, Article 47 is clear. When it comes to an electoral system, so when it comes to choosing our representatives, we must ensure that the people we are picking as members of parliament, we have a fair representation of these people that are going to be elected. Remember, an electoral system has already been defined. It's a process that pertains to how you are electing a representative. There are key stakeholders that implement elections in our country. I can't talk about political parties right now because that would be sub... Is, that, is it sub-judicious or sub-judicious? I can't remember the word. And I'll also be held in contempt of court because there's currently a matter in the constitutional court that has been raised by the fact that political parties should be deregistered because they have failed to leave to the tenants of tenants under the constitution that provide for the function of political parties so that's an interesting constitutional case so i can't talk about that but i can look at the electoral commission of zambia they are the ones who ensure that elections are undertaken so because elections are undertaken by the electoral commission of zambia this falls in their mandate Rather than us talking about the fact that minority groups or marginalized groups, no, the marginalized groups are well catered for in the constitution. This problem of an electoral system is not about changing the system. It's about the mechanism of enforcing that system. I'll repeat this again. I can't talk about political parties. I would have loved to dig in and tell them off, but there's a constitutional matter and I can't talk about it. I'll be held in contempt. But the Electoral Commission of Zambia should play their part. And I think if you read Article 45 and if you read it together with the Electoral Commission of Zambia provision in the Constitution, it would sit clearly with what I'm trying to bring forward to say the Electoral Commission of Zambia has a mandate of ensuring that the electoral system is upheld or followed. If you read Article 47.1, applying the tenets of constitutional interpretation. Now, constitutional interpretation relates to how we read the constitution. What people must understand is that when you read the constitution, you don't read it as a, a relics. I don't know what the word. Yes, relics. I'm not. <laughs> you don't read it as if you're reading this song, raps that are there. There's a manner in how you read it. So, when you read Article 47.1, or Article 45.1, sorry, it states that the electoral system provided for in Article 47 for the election of the president, member of parliament, or council, councillor, sorry, shall ensure. Now, what this is saying, now we are going to use what is known as the lateral interpretation. So, the lateral interpretation takes into consideration the words in their natural form, like the way they are. Now, when we read this, it must make sense. If there's any unambiguous content it brings out after reading it, that is when we depart from reading it in its general word-for-word actual English meaning, ordinary meaning, the lateral interpretation. There has been a lot of um, case law on this. Case, 
But the famous case people use is the case of Akashambatole Wanika, Seven Others versus the Attorney General. You can also use Nigel Mutuna, Philip Musonda, and another versus the Attorney General. You can also use Milford, I'm not sure if I pronounce this right, Mahambo or Mwambo, I'm not sure if I pronounce it right, and two others versus the people. And there's one that they cited in that constitutional case, the one for NS Sakala and someone, someone. They were judges. But what I'm just trying to show you is when you interpret the constitution or when you read these provisions, don't just read them in a scanty manner. No, there's a reason. In law, the word shall is mandatory. So when they use shall, it's a mandatory word that must be followed. And you cannot divert from the mandatory term. The electoral system in Zambia requires for a fair representation of the various interest groups in society and that in the National Assembly, you have a fair representation of men and women. So meaning C and D when it comes to electoral system are of importance. So when you are electing members of parliament, the people who are representing the various groups or the people who intend to stand or take part in these elections must have equal men, women, even youth. But there must be that fair representation. Okay, that aside. But the Electoral Commission of Zambia's job is to ensure that the electoral system is followed. Because it's an electoral system. It's an electoral system. You're choosing people whom you're voting for. Okay, and if you're going to choose someone you're voting for, the people that are conducting that election must, in a way, ensure that it's followed. So for me, it's the mechanism. It's not the fact that the marginalized groups have not been given a chance. The Constitution has given them a chance. It's just the mechanism. If you look at the Electoral Process Act, I think it says something relating to the electoral system as well. It says something subject to the constitution and talks about the electoral process uh, system and goes on to list a few things, a few other things. I think that provision should have been more clear to say in the exercise of its mandate, the Electoral Commission of Zambia will adhere to the electoral system process as provided by the constitution because Article 45.1 should not be read in vain. Article 45.1 should also be read together with the Electoral Commission of Zambia provisions. I'm just trying to find the Electoral Commission of Zambia provisions and see what they talk about. So forgive me for a while. But I, I don't buy this whole idea of us changing the system right now. I've already mentioned some of the disadvantages of having a mixed member system or a mixed member electoral system you know with the pr system we already know how political parties work and i would love to have gone in into that into detail but as you all know we have constitutional matter on our hands so i might be held in contempt of court and it's subjudicious it's before the courts so a matter before the courts cannot be talked about. But I think the submissions that were given and the scrutiny 
by the select committee is very poor. If I was the one who was part of the committee, and I'll, I'll, I'll say this with my chest out, the first thing I should have done is asked myself, do we have a provision in the constitution that talks about marginalized groups? Because the stakeholders have said it, yes, do we have? I would look at that. And after looking at that, I would say, how are the African countries implementing the electoral system? How are they doing it? And having done that, I would come to my conclusion. And in my conclusion, I would write to say, what was submitted before me and what I have found is in contradiction to what the drafters of the constitution had stated. It is clear that in our constitution, marginalized groups have a what? A place. It's about the mechanism and how to ensure that this mechanism is enforced, we must look at who conducts elections. And it is those people that we must start with and say, how can this be implemented into their DNA? Rather than us now start talking about MMPs and the fact that these marginalized groups are not actually being given the chance to participate in government um, activities, which is not true. Very not true. I'm still looking for the clause, the provision, sorry. Can't seem to find it. It would be an embarrassment. Found it, found it. The Electoral Commission of Zambia. Article 2291 states there is established the Electoral Commission of Zambia, which have offices in provinces and progressively in districts. The Electoral Commission of Zambia shall implement the electoral process. Implement the electoral process, meaning voting process, mechanism, electoral process of voting, meaning the electoral system shall be implemented by the Electoral Commission of Zambia. They have to, they're the ones that implement it. So, meaning the Electoral Commission of Zambia have been tasked with ensuring that when we pick our leaders, our representatives who are standing, they must be a fair representation amongst all interest groups. And that fair representation would transcend into equal persons in the National Assembly. It's clear, the mandate. If you read Article 45 or Article 229, Clause 2-1, Article 229, let's find it again, Article 229, Article 229, Clause 2-A, it states, and I quote, the Electoral Commission shall implement the electoral process and then you read it together as one with Article 45. Let me get to Article 45. You read it together with Article 45, one. And the subheading, it's very important. Electoral systems and process. Principles of electoral system and process. I recently read in a, in a case where it says, the subtitle, whether it be of a constitution, whether it be of an act of parliament, has to also be 
considered. It's important. The principles of electrosystems and process. The electrosystem provided for in Article 47 for the election of member of parliament or councillor shall ensure, I'll skip A and B, fair representation of various interest groups in society and gender equity in the National Assembly, if I've said it correctly, or council, quality equity. That's our electoral system. Those are the principles of our electoral system. Our principles are that the representatives who we pick, they must be a fair representation. That when these people, we are picking them, from among us the people we pick, the representative must show a fair representation from all various interest groups, persons with disabilities, women, youth, minority political, a fair representation, fair. And the people that are to implement this electoral system or electoral process, because the electoral process is about the election, is the Electoral Commission of Zambia, in my view. And the question goes, why are we now saying we must change our electoral system when our electoral system is fine? And that the implementation system is the one that must be re-looked at or one that people must understand or one that we must ask ourselves, have we really read the constitution and looked at all the relevant provisions and read them together and have parliament actually done their job in acting laws from the constitution that reflect what is in the constitution because the constitution is telling you there has to be an electoral system and this electoral system must shall and who is this person that's implementing this system the electoral commission of zambia so for me clause 9 is a non-starter that's the problem at 10 for today clause 9 is something that people overlooked they didn't take it properly they didn't look at the relevant provisions the constitution, when it was amended in 2016, provided for a fair representation. But, like I have said, there's currently a matter in court that I can't talk about. I can't talk about political parties. And I would have loved to rub it in their faces and say they haven't done their job. But I can't do anything about that. But I can talk about the Electoral Commission of Zambia, their duty. The question is, have they made a fair playing field? Have we even, what are the consequences that if you don't adhere to Article 45, 1C, or so yeah, 1C of the Constitution, what happens from the Electoral Commission of Zambia standpoint? Maybe there are, there are laws or procedures that the Electoral Commission of Zambia has, I don't know about because at the time of me doing this video, or this podcast, sorry, I didn't really research into that because we are looking at the electoral system. But there has to be an implementation mechanism. And I think that's and I think this is what they should have said to say, look, our laws give us clear guidelines that marginalized groups are to be included in the electoral process. So meaning the representatives. Because the way it has been crafted here, it says the election system provided for in Article 47. Article 47 talks about how you elect members of parliament. Okay, so how you elect 
the members or how these representatives are elected shall ensure mandatory so it must be ensured that there's a fair representation who ensures that when you want to stand you make your nominations papers to the electoral commission of zambia the electoral commission of zambia upon paying your and fulfilling your your certain requirements you're there so the electoral commission of zambia in my view in relation to even article 229 clause 2a talking about the implementation of the electoral process they must say look your party has a b c d okay so they must ensure that there's a fair representation of various interest groups because the manner in how article 451 is crafted is very important it makes a reflection to article 47 in fact even to the president himself when you elect the president even youth can stand as president clear indicator a fair representation even women more women need to be encouraged to stand as presidential candidates it's in the constitution i'm not making these things up and i feel the select committee again got it wrong they didn't do the one thing that the speaker asked them to scrutinize the constitution amendment bill to scrutinize means you have to look at the bill ask yourself what mischief is the bill trying to achieve now there's a jurisprudence theory in in the yeah there's a jurisprudence theory they believe history is important when it comes to the law the historical school of thought they've stated that you don't throw away the law that you amended that in order for you to understand the law you've enacted you must look at the law that was there what was the reason why you changed the law so in this instance select committee should have gone to say what is the reason for us changing article 47 okay we want to create a marginalized group are there any other provisions in this constitution that have touched on the issue of fair representation or issues of marginalized group so at the end of the day we have seen that there has been a recommendation for MMP but i don't think that recommendation for me should have should have stood i think the recommendations should have been implementation mechanisms should be enhanced to ensure that fair representation because it's there in the constitution there's no need to change it there's no need for us to say the reason why we're having MMP so that the marginalized groups can now participate in governance of this country no it's always been there there's no lacuna in this sector of clause 9 shouldn't even be an amendment that should have been considered so that is the problem at 10 for today the fact that we overlooked an important provision in article 451c d and also we didn't look at article 2292 clause a relating to the electoral commission of zambia there's serious need to scrutinize the constitution and it wasn't scrutinized in my view but if you think otherwise well that's up to you so this has been another episode of a problem at 10 as i'm in constitutional podcast with me george chintanko manipino thank you for tuning in and i'll see you next time if we find a sponsor <laughs> i'm just joking 
Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time as we look at another provision.